Hi, this is your co-host Corbin. And I'm Alan. And this is your guide for Denis Villeneuve's August 32nd on Earth. Before we get into the making of the film, I want to answer the question a lot of our listeners might have. Who is Denis Villeneuve? Now, I believe that's the correct pronunciation of the name. I know mm -hmm. if you go all the way back to our review of Prisoners, which we have actually reviewed two of Denis' films before we reviewed Prisoners. That kind of tacked onto our um, Hannibal Lecter uh, retrospective that was many years ago. We are going to actually re-release that because it was originally released uh, behind a paywall. And uh, I'm curious to see who will listen to that because I think that review is like three hours long. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. It is about three hours long because... It was another review, Silence of the Lambs, that was that at the time it hit our longest. And then we did Prisoners, which was even longer. So, yeah, yeah I think you're right. It's our longest one. That was done a number of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder how uh, great it is from being that old. The other one we have done is Blade Runner 2049. That was a part of our Blade Runner series. And of course, those two reviews are in the description below. You can, we'll link to those so you can go ahead and listen to those. Um, that review came out uh, Monday, October 23rd, 2017. So same year as Prisoners as well. And the reason we decided to return to Denise films is because his epic science fiction adaption of Frank Herbert's novel, Dune is coming out later this year. Now, it was actually supposed to come out last year, but it kind of turned into a blessing in disguise because this means we get to go back and review all of his films, and we are going to um, do a Dune retrospective series as well and review the Dune movie, so that's a little bit of a spin-off from this one as well. But most people know Christopher Nolan, especially from his Batman Begins movie, like his Dark Knight trilogy, as it's called. Christopher Nolan's movies are considered some of the greatest movies of all time. Denis' films are actually just as close. If you look at uh, the Metascore and the Rotten Tomatoes stuff, it's in the, on average, it's in the high 80s to low to mid 90s consistently mm -hmm. for his stuff. He is also considered a just great contemporary of Nolan. I just don't think a lot of people have heard of him. So that's why I'm excited to go back and look at his films because I've seen some of his newer stuff, but I've never seen his original work before. Like this is his very first film. I do want to note that when this came out, it technically came out at the, I think its premiere was the Cannes Film Festival in 1998. It really didn't get much of a theatrical distribution. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But Denis, when this comes out, he's 31 years old. So he's, not really much of a young filmmaker like we've seen with Damien Chazelle. He is coming to this at 31. So I think that lends itself to this being a little bit more of a mature film, more mature than we've seen of the first films of like Nolan's following. But back in 1998, what else was in theaters at that time? Well, there was The Truman Show, The Big Lebowski, Saving Private Ryan, Mulan, American History X, A Bug's Life, The Parent Trap, The Prince of Egypt, Pleasantville, Patch Adams, Blade, You've Got Mail, Armageddon, Dark City, Ants, The Wedding Singer, Godzilla, The Mask of Zorro, Small Soldiers, and The Cowboy Bebop Movie. 
which we got to see in theaters together. That's right, we did. And that that was quite the experience for that one. Yeah. But in general, too, uh, this was a great year for film, especially oh, yeah. those first few that you listed off. Those were some those are considered some of the best, um, like some of the best ever oh, yeah. uh, films of all time. Big time. Yeah. I mean, in the top ones, you've got Spielberg, the Coen brothers, um, mm-hmm. Pixar was really hitting it off there. You could see in Disney as well. So, yeah, I've seen most of those movies I named and some of them are just downright fun and some of them are actual classics now in their own right but from that year we've reviewed um let's just say less well-regarded films we've reviewed halloween h2o star trek insurrection soldier wide awake and as i mentioned nolan's following actually came out the same year as Denise's first film, which is very interesting. Yeah, so we have reviewed a number of films, but uh, <laughs> not any that are super great yet. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are curious, Wide Awake was M. Night Shyamalan's second film, I believe. Mm-hmm. So Shyamalan, in some ways, is a contemporary of Nolan and Villeneuve as well. If you would like to reminisce more about the films of that year, then head over to letterbox.com. Best Picture at the 70th Academy Awards went to Titanic. Ah, another one. Another one of the films that's considered to be one of the greatest of all time. Mm -hmm. So August 32nd on Earth is a French film, primarily a Canadian French film. Uh, Denis is from Quebec as far as I I could tell. I don't know where in Quebec. The province stuff confuses me. But it so it all is in French. It is written and directed by him. So this was actually selected as the Canadian entry for the best foreign language film at the 71st Academy Awards. But it wasn't picked. It did ultimately not get the nomination. That is interesting, though. A first time director almost making it into the Oscars. He made it into Cannes, which is already by its own right, very, very good. Um, especially for a first-time director, but even if it didn't make it into the Oscars, right? Just as it, just because it's it's also in you know consideration. Um, so that's also very very good for a first-time director. It really is. This movie and his second film are the only two that he wrote by himself. It is also the first of three times he will work with Andre Turpin as uh, as the DP on the film. Um, the other two are Maelstrom and Incendies, which come following this. Um, four people actually composed the score for this movie. Interesting. Which is a lot. Interesting. Um, Pierre Desrochers is the only one he would work with again, which would be on his next film, Maelstrom. Um, Denis would never work with any of the major crew again on this film. I should also note, listeners, this movie is technically not rated. Um, I would probably, if I had to rate it myself, I would probably go ahead and give it an R, a light R, if not a strong PG-13, because the subject matter is about uh, impregnation and uh fornication i guess you could say it's not it's not dirty um there Mm -hmm. is some very very brief kind of hard to see 
uh, female topless nudity and some F words as well. So it's, it's really not too bad, but I'm just warning you, it's not rated. So on Letterboxd, it has a 3.2 and on IMDb, it has a 6.6. These are his lowest uh, rated films to date. That is interesting. You said 3.3, right? For IMDb or for Letterboxd? Uh, 3.2. That's still relatively high for being his lowest. That's still not that bad, um, given yeah. what happens after this. Yeah, so the rest of his films are like above a four for Letterboxd, which oh. means they're really close well, to perfect. <laughs> yeah, but so that, that, that makes some sense. It also is his lowest rated Metascore at a 61, which is still in the green. All mm -hmm. of his um, movies according to Metascore, are all in the green. That's very impressive, uh, having every single one of your films in the green. This is impressive because Nolan cannot say that. Nolan has a film at a 60, which means mixed reviews. It's in the orange. This is his only film to not receive a Rotten Tomatoes critics rating, actually. Hmm. But it does have a 73% audience score, which is his second lowest um rotten tomatoes audience score only um beat out by enemy which is his lowest film on there's 2014 film interesting as far as budget and box office yeah i couldn't find anything i wondered at all i wondered given how small this movie is um given that it was released in 98 uh and didn't get too far into can or to the oscars I wondered if there would have been any money released on this. Yeah, they didn't release the budget numbers. Clearly, it's an independent film, so it's a low budget. And it really only went around a couple awards uh, or festival circuits, I should say. I, I don't think it actually ever released theatrically in the United States. Um, it did release theatrically in Germany, according to IMDb. So okay. it had to have made a little something. but. Yeah, this was, you know, it wasn't about the money. It clearly didn't make back almost any money at all. All right. Thanks for joining me, Alan. Sure thing. That's it. It's pretty short with this first film. Alan, I will see you on Monday. Thank you, listeners, for coming along with us as we've been your guide to the production and impact of this film. Now that you have your guide to August 32nd on Earth, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for Alan and I's full review coming next Monday. And tune in the week after as we head straight into the Maelstrom. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.